Hey, I'm Jason Balen with the HMB Podcast, and welcome to another great expert interview. My guest today is Rob Kosberg from Best Seller Publishing. We dive into Rob's background of how he got started in the publishing business, some best business practices, and what has led to his success, and also, is writing a book right for you? Please help me welcome Rob to the show. Hey, what's up, Rob? Thanks again for coming on the show. Jason, great to be with you, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get kind of started, I want to learn a little bit about, about you, Rob. Like we're going to talk a little bit about your background, how you got started in the business, maybe even figure out if writing a book is something that's right for the audience that's, yeah. that's following us today. Cool. Um, then we're going to dive in a little bit about some higher level things. Let's talk about mindset, goal setting, and some other best business practices that I'm sure a lot of people are extremely interested in and they're, and they're very uh, applicable to a lot, of, a lot of the followers here. So Rob, let's just start off just give us a little background about yourself, how you got started and you know, where you're at now with bestseller publishing. Yeah. So how I got started in bestseller publishing, I, I really backed into it. I'd love to tell you that I had a big master plan or something like that, but the truth is that's not the case, right? Um, I was in real estate uh, and you know, I'd been in real estate a long time. I'm, I'm 52 now. I got my real estate license when I turned 18. My dad owned a real estate company. And in the early 2000s, I owned three real estate related businesses. We we're doing about 100 million a year in transactions, making a lot of money. And uh, I was a little bit handcuffed to it because quite frankly, I was tired of it. I wanted to get out of it. And, uh, you know, the financial real estate crisis unhandcuffed me. Sure. <laughs> in not, even so, doing it, just like in that. not so pleasant <laughs> a way, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in a couple of, of uh, mastermind type coaching groups. And, you know, talking to guys and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm ready to make a transition out of real estate. I want to go into, I really wanted to go into financial services, uh, which was too closely akin, but that is kind of later. And I, I just said, hey, w what's the best way for me to like transition into a new industry and really get known, become like a credible authority, et cetera? What do you suggest? And they said, you know, you should write a book. And uh, they, they both were best-selling authors. And uh, both the guys that gave me advice. And quite frankly, I had never thought of it, but I wrote a book. It became really uh, successful. I ended up having my own live radio show I did, you know, for several years. Uh, exploded that business in a really terrible economy, 09, still bad, yep. uh, to millions of dollars right out of the gate. And people started coming to me and asking me, how are you doing it? You know, I mean, uh, can you help me? Because uh, I told them it was, it was the book. And so, Bestseller Publishing was born a couple of years later, all because of, you know, my own success, if you will. Sure. What, so what was that first book about? Was that in the financial services industry, yeah. that book? Yeah, okay, totally. but, yeah it was called Life After the Death. Process, you learned the process of writing a book and communicating information that you were an expert in yeah. you know, to your followers. Yeah, I, I, I learned um, <laughs> I learned by failing, right? I, I mean, sure. I, I'm not a you know, I'm, I'm a video guy. I'm, you know, I, I was on radio for, for time. So I, I like to speak. And uh, so I actually tried to initially have my book uh, ghostwritten, traditionally ghostwritten. That did not go well. I spent tens of thousands of dollars, made a terrible mistake. I ended up grinding it out myself and learned later that lots of people have the same kind of challenge I had with traditional ghostwriting. So we kind of built our own proprietary process. So yeah, I, I, I kind of failed my way forward, if you will, you know, into writing the book and making it, making it successful. Got it. So who, who would you say is like your target client right now that, that bestseller publishing is attracted to? Is it a small business owner? Is it 
anybody who wants to write a book or is it, you know, a particular person that works great for your team? Yeah. I mean, nonfiction works great for us. So yes, typically it's a business person. So it's, it's an expert, it's a consultant, it's a coach, you know, someone who has a brick and mortar business and, you know, maybe they're at a, a, a level of success right now, but they really want to go to the next level. Maybe they want to go national. Maybe they want to go international. Uh, maybe they want to get big speaking engagements, play on a bigger stage, or just, you know, get to the point where they're no longer hunting for clients, but instead are positioned as the hunter. And that's, that's what the book does. So that, that's, you know, we've done some fiction and children's books, but our vast majority, I mean, you know, nonfiction business related books. Got it. So for a lot of people listening right now, they're probably like, Hey, I don't have no idea how to write a book. You know, I'm not, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a full-time author. Yeah. And even when we, we wrote our book and we'll talk about that in a little, a little bit. I mean, I'm a math guy. I'm not an English guy. Right. And right. you know, luckily we have a business partner that knows a little bit about English and can do content writing for us, but that's not my thing. So when like my book, our book came out, it was like, how the heck did you guys write a book? You know? And, and all <laughs> of a sudden, and you know, you know, just like that. And you know, let's kind of maybe like debunk the myth of you can write a book, right? Like you don't have to be this full-time author or the scholar. Like as far as I'm concerned, we're, if we're entrepreneurs, we're small business owners, we're experts in our field. You may not think you're an expert, but you are, you know, if you define the the word expert, you know more than the majority of the people out there. I may not be the best real estate lender. You may not be the best book publisher, but that being said, you are clearly an expert. I'm clearly an expert and you that's listening at home or in your car right now, you're an expert at your small business. So as far as I'm concerned and you know, you can expand on this a little bit. I'm guessing that's pretty much what it takes to, you know, you, you have in your head of how you run your business. Now let's figure out a way to put this paper and into, you know, a published book similar to this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. You you know, there's a couple of like pitfalls people need to avoid and the biggest mistakes uh, or fears, maybe um, questions, if you will, that people have are, you know, what do I write about? Uh, You know, they're, they're an expert in their thing, but a lot of it is, you know, unconscious excellence, right? They, they go about their stuff, you know, they're, they're teaching, they're, they're experts in it, but they've been doing it maybe for so long that they don't realize all the intricacy involved in their expertise. So it's important to a, make sure that you have a book that is outward focused, meaning it's not about your life story. It's not even about your business. Now you can have your stories and your business stories in it, but really it has to be outward focused, meaning focused on who the reader or the ideal client is. And then what you do is you take your story, your client case studies, whatever, and you fit your content so that it answers the questions and the problems of your reader. So it's a matter of really pulling out the expertise and making it outward focused that a lot of people have a problem with. Yeah. Would you say that it's, is it safe to say that if you run a you know successful or profitable business, let's just say to define success in this case, it's profits. Yeah. If you have a profitable business, uh, top salesman, professional athlete, I mean, do all those people fall in the category of like a book will help you. You should write a book type of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've done books for us ambassadors that wanted to, you know, he wanted to expand his speaking presence. Uh, we've done books for, you know, small business owners that have, couple hundred thousand in revenue that are trying to attract sure. more clients on a regular basis. We've done books for a guy who sold his, uh, his company to Intel for $130 million. 
because he wanted to get on the TED Talk speaking tour. And his agent said, it doesn't matter how much you sold your business for, you need a book, preferably a best-selling book. So, you know, depending on what your goal is, look, if your goal is just to make royalties from your book, right, then, then you know, you're going to spend a whole lot of money and time and energy and resources to pick up nickels, right? Um, but if your goal and you have something that's more expensive on the back end, if you have a, a business or you offer a service or coaching or consulting or speaking gigs, then your book is going to explode all of those opportunities. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So, so walk us through the process of what your company does, how, how I'd write a book, right? <laughs> like, like what, like what's the process? You know, let's, let's say, yeah. you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a small business owner and it's, I think writing a book's good for me. Uh, there's credibility, there's exposure. There's a lot of big, you know, big reasons why. And, you know, maybe I'm just the type of person that likes to educate people and think that, you know, I can help people by sharing my story, sharing my experiences. Um, and let's be honest, you know, when you teach people, you learn yourself just right. by, you know, talking out loud. Like, so what would the process be, be like? We've kind of broken it down into what we call phases, three phases. We call it publish, promote, and profit. Publish is everything revolving around the writing of the book. Promotion is everything revolved around promoting the book because the average book sells 200 copies in its lifetime, and 80% and, uh, of those copies are to the author and the author's you know, relationships. So yeah. if you just are going to publish your book and cross your fingers – then it's going to be average, right? You have to have a promotion strategy. And then phase three is what we call the profit phase, which is all the strategies to really profit by PR, speaking engagements, um, lead generation, et cetera. So those are the three phases. Happy to go into more detail, but, you know, I wanted at least that's yeah. kind of the basics that we've broken it down to. What, so what's the normal time frame to, let's just say, you know, you start with an idea to, you, like, you at least get a book in hand. Yeah. Well, um, it's everything I just described. You got nothing uh, to being on radio, TV. I mean, we've had clients on the Howard Stern show to U.S. News and World Report. From, from nothing to that is about a one-year period. So it's about six months, you know, and that's on average one session a week with an author. Uh, six months in the writing phase, what we call publish about two or three months in the promotion phase and two or three months in the profit phase. So a year roughly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. And it's, and it's, it's an interesting process. And I think this in general to a lot of business owners is due. Yeah. I mean, we, I live, you live in, you know, in the marketing world, like we all run businesses, but we're, we're marketers first, right? right. I mean, no doubt be publishing books. I just happen to be giving private loans to people. But at the same time, I mean, our, our daily activities are marketing related, but this concept is actually very new and surprising to a lot of small business owners. And I talk to them all the time. I talk to a lot of real estate investors. I talk to a lot of startups, um, law firms, things like that. I'm like, this is something that, you know, you got to put on your to-do list to, yeah. to get going. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and like you said earlier, the goal might not be mean make money. Hey, you're going to sell 200 of them. Like what yeah. do you do? Like there's not much money there, but the credibility and the, there's just so many other places that you don't know yeah. that it really go to. Well, so, we don't want you to sell 200. That's why you need a promotion strategy. Yeah. <laughs> 200 fair. sucks. I mean, but if you do nothing, that's what you can expect. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so let me ask you, so let me ask you some, some, some good, interesting questions. Uh, would you say right now, are you spending the majority of your time on 
offense in your business or defense? And what I mean by offense yeah. is growth, marketing, high level stuff, or are you stuck kind of in, in our world, I call it like transactional stuff, but let's call it operational stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, is your, is your focus right now just playing offense, winning the day, or do you feel like you're stuck more in, you know, the defense? Yeah. The yeah, no, good question. I, no, I'm an offensive guy. I like offense. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's you know, I have two full-time publicists that work with our clients, but they're constantly booking me on, you know, I fly next week to San Francisco to do a TV show. Last week, we had a, a whole TV crew in here recording. Uh, so I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm using the tools, uh, sure. if you will, that I, that I give to other people. So offense is my deal. Good. I mean, I, I think that's got to be the case on yeah. everybody. I mean, that's mine as well. And a lot of people I interview, they want to play offense, but they're stuck in defense, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, usually the happy mold that, you know, I talk to people about is, hey, if you're playing a little bit more offense and a little bit more defense, you're growing this way. And exactly. you know, you're, you're, going, you're going up. Maybe it's not like this, but you're going in the positive direction. Yeah. What would you say is one of the best quality or characteristics you have that's really helped to lead to success? <laughs> yeah wow that's a good one the best huh um you know I, I i mean some of it is some of it is genetic right i mean now, now there are i mean i'm an i'm an extrovert i love people i love engaging with people i'm not afraid of the camera i'm not afraid to talk um so you know i mean some of that is is just genetic but i would say there are plenty of people that aren't necessarily extroverted that if they just walk through the same steps and so I'd say, you know, backing into the answer, I would say like my routine, you know, I have a, I have a great morning routine that kind of sets, sets my day. And I know what my genius is, which is about the offense, using your terminology. I love that terminology, by the way. And, and, and so I do everything I can to stay in my genius 50 to 80% of the time. And if I'm doing that, then we're going to get hundreds of leads every week. And there are plenty of people here to take care of them. And if there aren't, then I, I hire more and we figure it out. And yeah, no, I mean, you know what you're good at and you exploit that yeah. stuff. And, you know, that's, that's a good that's way important. to put it. That's, I mean, that's important. I mean, we're, we're involved in a lot of mastermind groups and you are, well, you are as well on national yep. level, on a local level. And there's just so many people that are just kind of just stuck in their, their ways. They're like, I don't know how to expand. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And it's, right. it's, it's, it's just interesting. And it's, and it's you interesting. Just do that, it. Yeah. <laughs> you just do it and fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you got, you got to listen in, in all of our line of work, you got to be willing to fail 99 times out of a hundred and really do. Like, man. You only need one. You only need one. <laughs> that's right. What, what are like, what are, do you think in your business, what's one thing that you're lacking? Like if you could think of like the next steps to help you succeed or take it to the next level. I mean, yeah. everyone, you know, sounds like you got a great business, but yeah. everyone's business obviously is not hundred percent perfect. And it's always lacking something to kind of take yeah. the next level. Like what would you feel is lacking that you either, either want to work on as like a 2017 goal or yeah. something to really, you know, personally that kind of irks you that you want to push, push to the next level. It's, it's a long list. I mean, you know, <laughs> I have, I have a long list. I'm, I'm oftentimes, you know, I'm the kind of person that maybe is, more, more thinks and gets stuck on that kind of stuff. So number one is easy. It's, it's operations. Uh, I mean, we do have, we're a done for you business, right? So, so, you know, as we scale up leads and growth, we have to scale up operations. We have seven writers that write for us all here in the Southern California area. We do 15 or so new projects every month. If we want to grow to 20 or 25, then we have to 
operationally be able to handle that. So operations is always, you know, it's always a challenge uh, for me. It's not, it's not kind of my strength. The other thing, which is maybe common for a lot of, a lot of guys uh, like us, guys and gals is uh, the shiny object stuff, man. I'm, I, I, I tend to pivot a lot, uh, not on my main business, but on new things that I'm trying. And, uh, you know, I'm a great starter. Yeah. <laughs> Start up a project and then I try to hand it off to someone to actually do. And that's hard. That's yeah. And that's, that's tough. I mean, in a perfect, in a perfect world, when you got, when you're looking like this, it, it yeah. seems like it could work perfectly. It does. I mean, I've, we've learned that the hard way in a lot of things as well. It's like, yeah. Hey, this worked perfectly. Let's put this person in place. They'll run it. And you know, magic. And then it's you come like back running later. It and, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it all, it all kind of ends up that you spend a lot of time on, uh, you know, similar types of businesses or something else. And then it's like, why am I just spending the time on this when my core business is so profitable and it's exactly like, let's just spend the extra time on this. And I I've yet to really find a call it a side business, a secondary business that backs out time and money uh, compared to what we currently have. And I'm yeah. still trying to find that. And I think yeah. I'm going to continue to do that. Continue to look because call it, you know, entrepreneur ADD or call it whatever, you know, the shiny object thing. You know, the good thing is that we're both far along and most people are far along in their careers. They know it's like, I'm not spending money on this. I'm not wasting time on this. So if, if I think that it's something that is an opportunity, I'm willing to take the leap and do it. Yeah. But I'm not chasing something just to chase it and become a hobbyist or. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do that either. I mean, we've yeah. shut down. I have, I have a business partner that I work with on other projects because obviously when people get books done through bestseller publishing and we launch them, we make them bestsellers guaranteed. We get them on radio TV. There are still elements that they want after that. And so, you know, whether it's lead gen via paid ads or something like that. And so right. I have a business partner that we do that kind of stuff with, and we've shut down in the last two years, we've shut down, uh, you know, a couple of different businesses that were doing six figures, but it's like, that's just not, that wasn't enough revenue to keep us interested and focused. Like you said, the core business is, is too good to waste time on that stuff. That, and I'm assuming, you know, having the right partnerships with some of these people on things and partnerships are, very, I mean, that's a whole different topic that yeah. Yeah. ran about a different time, but you know, having the right, you know, the, the operator, the right partner in things really is, that that's the difference between a deep, you know an operation working and not not working exactly that's, i that's agree tough. and i and i'll tell you from experience this is like the craziest thing ever but i've learned from having different partners in different types of businesses that some of them the goal even at startup time is not the financial outcome of the business and mm -hmm. i you know and you can probably agree that obviously all the things you get out of it helping clients building communities things like that that's all important but if the financial mm -hmm. element isn't there your employees are out of out of a job. You're yeah. not helping anybody if, if you if you can't make dollars and cents. And it's, it's that was new to me, but it was crazy that some of some of these partners I had, they wanted to build a great house, but they didn't care if we made any money on it. It's like, well, you know, there's only so how many houses I'm gonna lose. I can lose ten thousand dollars on <laughs> for us to stay in It doesn't work like that. And I get it. Like we're helping these people and stuff, but no. So yeah. it's just interesting the partner. Let me let me back up one question that yeah. uh, I'm, I'm actually curious about. So. When you did start bestseller publishing, you know, besides that, it seemed to be a good business model. Was it something that you're passionate or really into like writing books? And was it more like the writing element or kind of helping clients? This was kind of like a backdoor marketing play to help clients, small business owners succeed. Or was it that you really were into, you know, the, you know, the, the writing of the book side, you know, the, yeah, 
old English side. I don't know. <laughs> it's not that for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the marketing guy. And that's why nonfiction and, and business owners tends to be our sweet spot because I know I can help those people. I know I can help them to replicate the kind of success that I had as long as they have their business and, and their back end in order. And so, you know, when I kind of backed into this myself, my financial services company was doing great. I ended up selling that company about four years ago, but um, I just found that I really loved it. And, you know, initially I didn't know if I could get other business owners, like maybe I just got lucky, right? I didn't know if I could like help someone else to replicate the success. Doing the book, yeah, I could help someone. We could set up the processes to do the book. But for me, the book is not the end of the story, no pun intended, yeah, right? Agreed. For me, the end of the story is, is this guy getting speaking engagements? Is this girl getting, you know, new lead generation? Is it adding six figures, maybe seven figures to their bottom line? Um, that was what was exciting to me. And so that, you know, for, yeah. for me, that's- and it does, yeah. It spins into a lot of different ways. And that was kind of what I was thinking. I wasn't hundred percent sure actually, yeah. because originally, you know, it meant like, Hey, I'm, you know, I own a, a publishing company. You know, I own a, a, book, a yeah. book reading yeah. company. You're like, Oh, this guy must I'm be an intellectual. Smart. Yeah. yeah, he must be, yeah, he must be super smart. He loves, he loves, oh, and I mean, I've, you know, I've talked to several uh, book publishing companies before and I think a lot of those guys are the opposite. They are the ones yeah. that are like, they are. you know, I'm so passionate about each one of these books, blah, blah, blah. And, Curious. Yeah. It was, it was, I'm passionate about the business. Yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about the 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 author, really. Um, not about the. I mean, look, the content needs to be awesome, and and That's it a given. needs to be That's yes, yes, yeah. and it needs to be outward focused. It needs to be focused on their audience to get what they want in the end. But you know, I mean, if they go through all those gyrations and don't get what they want in the end, then it's like, wow, what a, how painful. You know what I mean? Uh, to to do all of that and not get what you really want out of it. Yeah, it's a good lesson learned to all business owners. It's, hey, whatever business or whatever product service you're selling right now, that's just the business that you're in. I mean, you're in the business of business. You're in the business of marketing. It's a much higher level thing. I mean, yeah. we could flip roles, right? And we can yeah. probably still have successful, you could be successful in my place. I could be successful in your place yeah. just, just based on that. Obviously, the product you have to be somewhat passionate about, right? <laughs> but yeah, you know, for the most part, I mean, even if you're selling widgets, it's, I mean, we actually look at lending money as selling a widget. Like this is what our mold is and this is how it works. And it just, if it fits great, let's move, let's do it. And I mean, we spend time just like you on higher level business activities. And I'm, and I'm a firm believer that as long as the business model in general is pretty decent, doesn't have to be perfect, pretty yeah. decent that any person that can run a business can operate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's interesting, interesting stuff. So what would you say? And I'm going to venture to guess that you have goals written down because I do. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are some either five or 10 year goals? You can either say five or 10 years. Like what's your, get your game plan. I guess when you're 57 or six or 62, like yeah. keep do, you know, stick with this, you know, venture, venture off, like just throw out one kind of really interesting goal. That you have yeah. in place. Um, you know, I don't have at the moment, I don't have goals beyond um, like, like next career, if you sure. will. Like I, I really, you know, I, I have something that I think really has legs because of, because of the, you know, both the, the desire in the marketplace for it, as well as the amount of like ROI that people get from it. So I don't have something beyond that, but I do have goals for this and I have, I have goals for me. I mean, you know, for me and for, for my family at that stage of my life, um, you know, their, their retirement, that kind of stuff doesn't interest me. I, I play 36 holes of golf a week, played, played yesterday. 
you know, maybe I could play four times a week instead of, you know, 36 holes or whatever. Um, but that, that's not what motivates me. I think what motivates me is I want to be useful to the, the community, my family. And so, you know, I have all of these goals for nonprofits and, and, you know, working with uh, especially children and older people. I was raised by my grandparents uh, outside of Washington, D.C., and, you know, not, you know, kind of in, in your neck of the woods. And so, you know, really motivated by uh, what they did for me, you know, as a child. And so I have goals and, and um, they're more kind of central to that. It's at this point, yeah, I mean, money and all of that is important. And, you know, sure. maybe a house in Hawaii would be nice. You sure. Know? Uh, well, I mean, you need money for all that stuff. You and do. You, I, do. you know, it, and it doesn't matter if you're a for-profit business or a nonprofit business. Yeah. A nonprofit business needs money. <laughs> you it know what I mean? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. And so it can't be a broke nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't really that. And that, so this kind of leads me to my last question as well, which is has to do with retirement. And I actually interview a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs related to this. Like, is Rob the type of guy that when you retire, you're like, sell all my assets, sell whatever I have. I'm gonna take as much money as I can, and I'm out. I'm throwing my cell phone in the Pacific ocean. I'm yeah. out. Leave, find me on a beach. Or are you like, I'm going to grind, 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 grind until, you know, until the end. And you know, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Like I love work. That's what I do. Or is it somewhere kind of maybe a little somewhere in, in between? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely on the grind scale. Uh, I, I have no desire. I love my cell phone. I love email. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I love engaging with people. Uh, I just do. I mean, it's, it's again, it's, you know, uh, some people are energized by other people and, and some people go into a crowded room and they lose all of their gas and juice, right? That's kind of genetic for me. I'm just energized by it. So no, now, you know, do I want to reduce the grind a little bit? Yeah, I already have. And I probably, that will probably continue, but I'll always want to mentor coach and be involved in business. I like the deal too much. You know what I mean? Like I, that's everybody. I mean, I think that's yeah. a lot of people I've interviewed yeah. including myself yeah I, I i can't imagine i mean my dad is in his mid 70s he had me pretty young and he i mean he likes the deal now as much as he did then he's still out there hustling and having fun and you know i mean he's still he has yeah. plenty of downtime more than ever before but i i see myself the same way i mean this is what we do for fun like this is part is, of fun right? i mean you, you, there's golf there's business that's right. conducting you're checking on you know yeah you know, and we're going to play together soon i think yeah. right that's right. That's right. We're, we're the financial, the financial statements that we're all checking on. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. And yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time and I mean, maybe the lesson learned is if you're not having fun, what you're doing right now, you need to change things. Up. You know, that, that may be it, right? I mean, if we really felt like we were grinding, then yeah, I probably would want to take my cell phone and toss it, <laughs> right? but I don't, I really don't. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that pretty much just give themselves jobs and turn yeah. their day-to-day -day activity into job. And a real easy remark that I have for them, it's like, hey, man, why don't you just go work for the competitor across the street? You can work nine to yeah. five. You don't have to answer your phone after it. And you have no <laughs> risk of liability. That's and right. you probably make similar amount of money. So get your act together and, you know, make sure you're doing what, what, you, what you like doing. So, yeah. Well, cool. I certainly appreciate it. What's, uh, what's the best way that everybody can get in touch with you? Yeah, probably, you know, our website, bestsellerpublishing.org.org. Uh, my email is rob at bestsellerpublishing.org. Um, hopefully I won't regret giving that out. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, there's only gonna be like I don't know a few million people. Watching this, but, you know, like I said, I you know that's I'm, a good thing. I like it. I like people. I like my email. I like my cell phone. So yeah, I mean, we have tons of content on there. If people want to uh, connect with us, they can connect with with me directly, or or you know, we have 16 people that work at BSP doing various things and Perfect. are happy to. I mean, this is what we love, man. No, absolutely. I certainly appreciate it. Um, for everyone that's watching, you know, I can personally vouch for Rob. He had an involvement with this book right here, the whiteboard. If you don't have it, pick it up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's awesome. there and, and, you know, this is already another, a bestseller. <laughs> already, already, already a bestseller. We'll put, we'll, put that, we'll, put, we'll put that right there. So hope you guys enjoyed uh, this, this take on expert interviews. And Rob, I really, really, really thank you again. I Thanks, brother. It. Great being with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again.